What's going on, beautiful people? It's uh, it's Joe, you know, from Project Kayfabe, the wrestling and pop culture podcast. I know, you know, every other week when I make an episode, I'm like, it's been a while, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't really even have an intro for this. I don't even have anything really planned out for this episode, but it's not really like a full episode. It's just a whole rant, um, you know. Like I said, and I say this all the time when I take long breaks, and it's been like breaks in the schedule of uploading – I'm just trying to figure out ways to make content that's going to be better for you guys. I want to make sure the content I'm releasing is just not generic and everyone else is fucking doing it. I want to make sure, especially as diving into the podcast world, you learn everyone has a damn podcast. Especially in the wrestling world, everyone has one. Like, I just want to be different. So, you know, as always, that's how I explain why I'm not releasing content as much as I want to. You know, I got busy with work. I mean, right now it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, about to be 3 and I'm still kind of finishing up some work just because things got switched around, deadlines got changed. I work in advertising, so I guess this happens. Any which, anywho, you know, not a regular episode. I mean, I would have got Quad A on here because I've been thinking about this since the announcement of what happened. But I was like, ah, let me just do it and get it out of the way. Maybe it'll be a few minutes. Who knows how long it'll be. But this is just a rant. And this is a rant just thinking about professional wrestling, specifically to WWE, and how they just released even more people today um if you're listening to this friday you know just thursday you know on the uh november 18th wwe released john morrison top dollar ashanti adonis isaiah swerve scott tegan knox drake maverick shane thorne and jason Riker. you know finally fuck jason Riker. fucking racist i don't give a shit that's the only fucking blessing i saw here and it's funny i saw it on twitter it was a uh, you know, the Public Enemy podcast, they're a pretty cool podcast. Uh, huh. They, uh, you know, they tweeted some, or somebody tweeted something about them. It's like, oh, what did it cost you to, you know, get rid of Jason Riker? And it's Thanos meme of, like, it cost everything, you know? Any which way. These people got released. WWE has been releasing people left and right. This is just off the tail end of about, like, what, two, three weeks ago when they released... Like Nia Jax, Eva Marie, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Scarlet. Like, WWE has always been the place where professional wrestlers fucking dream to go to. You know, everyone wants to become a professional wrestler when they're into this fucking business. And then, you know, they fucking fight and claw their way to the WWE. And, you know, they fucking signed the contract. And then over the last, you know, what, 10-odd years or however many years, it's been about 9 or 10, that's been like you sign the contract, you get signed to NXT, you fucking go through the fucking ringer there, put it on fucking match after match that are just amazing, way better than half the shit you see on the main roster. Then you finally make it to the main roster to never get fucking touched. Only a rare few have... You know, not a rare few, but a good, like, you know, the amount of people that have been made through the NXT system to then just go to WWE, not get used, and end up in fucking AEW now, or Impact, or ROH, or just the fucking Indies. And it's just crazy to think this multi-million dollar company that's been around for years that everyone fucking idolizes, and, you know, everyone, you know, who's been involved in wrestling, whether you're a fan or not, have different eras of WWE you love and reasons you stick around, like... You know, I think it's uh, it's been about a year or so since I released the one-shot episode, and it's still up here on the, on our podcast. I'm probably going to 
get rid of it, maybe re-release it, edit it, I don't know. And it's talking about how I fell in love with wrestling. And for me, it's like, you know, I fucking watched Eddie Guerrero versus Mr. Kennedy. That's the first match I could ever think of that I've watched. And this was just when I was scrolling the fucking twisting the knob of my old broke-ass television as like, what, maybe I was seven you know, in my in my Bronx apartment as a little kid, and I fucking stumbled upon UPN Channel 9 in New York City, and you got Eddie Guerrero going against Mr. Kennedy. And that, like, hooked me from then on out, you know. Unfortunately, the, he, the man passed away a few days later, R.P. Eddie Guerrero, but, like, since then, I've always stuck with WWE. You know, you fucking grew up, and then you're like, damn... You realize that this this shit is amazing. Then at some point you realize this shit ain't real in terms of like what's going on with the beefs and the fucking, you know, the fucking some of the moves and shit. You know, you start realizing that's a storyline and script and then you fucking still love it and you still go with it. I don't know why I'm getting with this, but to, it's just crazy to think, you know, we grow up as fans of the company just for them to fucking release and release people who work hard and just never got the fucking full chance. Like, I'm thinking about a Drake fucking Maverick. This man got released last year in the pandemic when the big fucking cuts happened that you saw people like the fucking Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows who literally technically main evented WrestleMania just for them to fucking get fired, like, the following week or two, you know, no one's fucking safe, Drake Maverick got let go there, he fucking released a video where he fucking felt that pain, his heart, you know, you felt for him, next thing you know, he somehow gets back, they hire him back, he goes through NXT, and it's a part of a fucking storyline, this redemption arc, just to then, you know, he gets partnered up with Killian Dane, I'm pretty sure was his name, and then, you know what, Nothing really happened from there. He became an NXT guy. They fucking let go of Killian Dane. He fucking Drake Maverick goes on to fucking Raw or SmackDown. And he's kind of like the head honcho of trying to get people to stop Reginald and R-Truth for fucking being in the 24-7, you know, title hot shot. And by the way, if you're new to the channel, uh, new to the podcast, or you're a consistent listener, you know, the few that we have since we haven't been always uploading, I curse a lot. That's what I do. But, like... Just for this man to now get released again. And you know what's fucking crazy? Shout out to Chris. Christian, you know, you know who you are. You know, if you listen, if you know wrestling Twitter and you know wrestling shit that happens on the internet and you know Tiger Driver, you know who this is. Anyway, um, the dude, Chris, I love it. He fucking uh, comments on this, on what I'm about to say. So Drake Maverick then releases the video of, you know, of him you know, realizing that he got let go. And what's funny is I'm like, I'm watching the first couple of seconds of this. I'm like, this is the same exact shit from last year. Like, did he just copy and paste it? And then, screw it, it, it fucking, like, cuts. And then it's actually, like, Drake Maverick talking to J- Drake Maverick. Like, basically tell him, like, dude, you fucking are awesome. You're a rock star. Fucking get out of it. Snap out. You could do this. This is a blessing, you know, in a way. I didn't really watch all of it before. I, I finished most of it, I should say. Anywho. It was cool. I liked it. I retweeted it. But what's crazy about it is, and Christian pointed it out, he's like, dude, this man already had made this shit. He had this shit in the fucking bank getting ready to upload it. And you know what? That's true. You know, you look at some people, and then you realize, wow, you know what? They probably realize they're going to get fucking released at some point. And then this is what happens. You know, this man fucking had this video taped and already made, and ready to fucking go out there, and Rockstar Spud is fucking cool, I loved him on Impact when I was watching, you know, 
So just seeing the more people get released, it's like, what the fuck? You know, just, you know, on this batch alone, you got John Morrison. I fucking always loved John Morrison. You know, when I was a little kid, you know, I was one of those people that loved Eminem but hated to fucking admit it. It was like I wanted to boo them anyway because, like, obviously they're heels. I'm a little stupid kid, so I'm going to hate the heels. But I thought Eminem was fucking cool, especially when you got Molina out there. You fucking have... Uh, Joey Mercury got his face broken off practically, and then he comes back, and he's part of Straight Edge Society and all this shit, and then he becomes Seth Rollins, like, fucking personal, you know, J&J security. But, like, you know, John Morrison, I was always like, damn, this dude could fucking go. Like, look at him flip around. Starship Pain was awesome. His feud with Jeff Hardy. I remember, I'm pretty sure they had a steel cage match, or... They just had really good matches. Just seeing John Morris, I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking awesome. And then they cut him years ago, or he didn't want to come back, one or the other. But then, you know what happens? It, he goes, he travels on the indies a bit. He fucking does FMW or FME. It was one of the, you know, indie promotions I remember that was in New York. I think they're done now, but... Like, just seeing, you know, John Morrison do his shit. Next thing you know, what happens? Lucha Underground becomes a thing. We got Johnny Mundo. And then Johnny Mundo fucking goes to Impact. He becomes Johnny Impact. He becomes Johnny whatever, wherever he's going. And this guy was killing it for those times. And I'm like, damn, this is what he could have been if he was in the WWE. And you know what happens in the middle of the fucking pandemic? They bring John Morrison back. They partner up with The Miz. And you know what? I appreciate that because I like The Miz a lot more. Ever Like, you know, growing up. And I thought, like, ah, we got Miz and Morrison again. That'll be awesome. And they had some great fucking moments. I mean, think about it. They dropped, like, three fucking songs together. One of them was bashing, like... Braun Strowman and then the others, you know, were just, I don't know, fucking weird songs. But anyway, like, I'm like, oh, man, fucking John Morrison's back. Sure, he's tagging up with Miz, but you know what? He's relevant. He's keeping him. They're doing something with him. Then they break up the Miz and Morrison again. Miz does Dancing with the Stars. Morrison, you know, has his drip fucking thing going on. I, I still, I should fucking buy American Moist Wanted shirt while I can. It would be on sale. I don't fucking know. But, like... This man could have been something. They could have used him. The guy was so fucking cool. He was just, I mean, oh man, his wife was in the WWE for a hot second. Then she got released like two or three weeks ago. And that was like, what the fuck? They, she only made it to NXT and they didn't even do much with her. And now you got the man released. And it's just so fucking upsetting. And then, you know, just add on to the list. Fucking top dollar. Ashanti Adonis. Isaiah Swerve Scott. Hit row. Just two, three weeks ago. They fucking released B-Fab, and you know what's crazy? You fucking watch what Hit Row was doing on NXT. They were doing awesome. Swerve Scott gets the NXT North American title. And then you know what happens? They have it for a bit. I don't think he really defended it that much. And then uh, the NXT 2.0 becomes a thing. B-Fab has a match against... Uh, I forget what her name is, but she's with Io the Fantasma. Um, I forget their name. But she, she had a match against him. Sure, she's fucking green. But you know what? You work on her. That's what NXT is for. It's developmental. But then they fucking put them up. They put them into uh, the main roster. And then what happens? They release BFAP. And then out of nowhere, they release the whole entire fucking squad. And just think about it. Just recently, shout out to fucking Austin Creed, King Woods right here. You know, he they were... You know, you had... Uh, Top uh, Dalla and Adonis. You had all of Hit Row like on fucking SmackDown going like King Woods. Like, and they're vibing out. And you know what? They get TV time. They get fucking opportunities to, you know, do some ads and shit like that. 
And then they get fucking released, and they could have been so good. Swerve Scott, Shane Strickland was so cool in the indies. I remember when I finally gave MLW a try during the pandemic, because I was like, I need to try and watch different wrestling, because WWE isn't cutting it, I don't fucking like the Thunderdome and all that shit, and I started giving MLW a try, I'm like, ah, oh, Shane Strickland is fucking cool, man, that was awesome, he started, I think, having a few Pentagon and shit, it was dope, and then he comes to WWE, I'm like, oh, look at this, you know, I didn't even notice that, like, you know, just how cool he was and how good he is, and then what? You get him on the main roster, he could have been world champ material. And now he's nothing on there. I mean, they were so cool. And you would think, you know, WWE, you know, WWE has a lot to still fucking fix when it comes to what they do if they're people of color. But just seeing what they were able to do, Big E, Bobby Lashley, Kofi, all these people of color over the last couple of, over the last year. And so I remember I fucking wrote an article for Deadlock. Hopefully I could still keep writing for them. Haven't been able to figure out what we're doing on that side of things. But I wrote an article for Deadlock last year. I'm just like how professional wrestling has been treating, you know, black wrestlers over the decades, you know, over the years, you know. And unfortunately, there wasn't that much going on last year when I wrote this. But now, there's been so much. We had back-to-black, back-to-black, back-to-back black champions for the WWE title. That's fucking unheard of. Oh, man. But, like, man, that's just so upsetting. So fucking upsetting. And then we got Tegan Ox. Tegan Ox is also on this list. This woman fucking got injured hardcore. Almost, I'm pretty, I, heard, I saw something that she almost fucking retired. And then she comes back. They uh, they bring her out of NXT to put her on SmackDown randomly with Shotzi Blackheart. You know, they take away both their names. It's now Knox or, yeah, it's Knox and Shotzi. And you know what? Then Knox is missing on TV while Shotzi's now feuding with Sasha Banks. All cool with me. I like it. I like Shotzi. But then next thing you know, she gets released. I'm like, dude. What is going on? Especially with women's division in the WWE. You know, I love Charlotte. I love Becky. I love Bailey. I love Sasha. But then everyone else is like non-existent. They had a tag team division. And it was doing something for a bit. And now all of the tag teams are gone. I like Rhea Ripley. I don't like Nikki A.S.H.'s gimmick. But I like Nikki. And then they randomly became a partner. And then they're a tag team. And you know what would have been cool if Tegan Knox? And Shotzi Blackheart fucking won these belts at some point or something. I know they probably challenged uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Another just random pairing of tag teams that happened, but, you know, worked for them for, I believe it was the bulk of the pandemic that they were a part of each uh, as a tag team. But, like, they let her go, man. Like, why? Like, this woman clearly wanted to do this, and now she's out. I <sighs> Like, it's upsetting. I already talked about Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick deserves more. Shane Thorne. So, Shane Thorne was a part of fucking, uh, oh, I can't even think of how corny that fucking tag team was anymore. Revolution? No, not Revolution. Uh, what was the damn tag team? I gotta fucking Google this real quick, because now I can't even, I can't think of it anymore. Uh, Shane Thorne Flapjack. I bet I'll find that real quick, and then it'll tell me. Um, uh, he was a part of... The stupid team. Ah, please tell me. Where is it? Why am I looking so hard for this? Retribution. There you go. Anyway, Shane Thorne was also a part of a cool tag team that they had in NXT. But even more of that, I remember watching them in DDT a little bit, I'm pretty sure. Or just seeing them on the Japanese scene. He was with uh, Nick Miller and TK. Ah, I forget their name. I, I, I only saw them a little bit and I thought they were fucking cool. 
Um, TM61, there you go. They were a tag team in WWE, but beforehand that TA were called, what was it, TMDK or some shit? Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. This is a part of the rant where it's like I'm trying to educate myself before I, found, I sound ridiculous. But at the same time, it's just like, what the fuck, man? Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, they were Noah, I remember. Yeah, that's. I think I confused the two. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, I, I, this isn't important anymore, I think. But the point is, this dude, this Aussie. Oh, no, he's from New Zealand. So I don't think he's considered an Aussie. But he was awesome. His, they, they First of all, you know, they screwed up when they released his partner. Yeah, TMDK. There you go. They fucked up when they released his partner. And then, you know what? They didn't have shit to do for him. They didn't have shit. And you know what? Then they put him in Retribution. Retribution was awful from the fucking start. And then, I don't know why they quietly brought him back, but then they gave him, like, this fucking Crocodile Dundee fucking gimmick. And then, boom, he's gone. You know? He's fucking gone. And I thought this guy was cool when he was a part of that tag team. And then when they showed up as TM61, I thought they were cool in NXT for a bit just for them to disappear. And then he, he went into singles action. Like, just people wasted. WWE wasting opportunity. And you know what? That's the other problem with the WWE. They have so much. They monopolized and took so much talent from the indies and signed as many people as they could because they didn't want to, you know, you know, they, they won the draws. And this was before AEW, you know? This was before some, like, companies like, you know, aid like Impact was still doing their thing, but not as crazy, like, as something as AEW has been doing it in the last year, two years about. And... You know, it's just crazy to think WWE signed all this talent. They had all this fucking ideas. They were going to do NXT India. They were going to do NXT Japan, NXT China. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just for it all not to happen, NXT got fucking revamped as it is, and now it's more gimmicks than wrestling, which, you know, maybe that makes sense. It's developmental. But they got rid of some great talent, and you know what? The problem is there's too much talent to go around a lot of days, and the problem is WWE wanted them all. And now, you know what? Now that people are getting released, people are like, oh, let's get them to fucking AEW. Let's get them to Impact. I'll bring them wherever. And that's one thing, another thing that uh, Chris brought up, which is funny, you know? Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I want them to do this and that, that. But then if you you end up not fucking watching it, and you know what? I'm guilty of it, too. I feel like <clears throat> a lot of wrestling fans are guilty. You know, he fucking mentioned, like, yo, Buddy Murphy fucking faced Okada. Where was the fucking hype for that? For the people that kept on saying Buddy Murphy, you know, deserves better and shit like that. And then he got, he asked for his release, got released, and then no one's fucking talking about it. Um, just think about all the fucking wrestlers that are out there and then they don't get fucking utilized. And then people are like, oh, I want to see him there. You know, I'm guilty of it. I brought up on this podcast many a fucking times. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for someone to go to Impact. You know, that would be sweet if they give like Impact a try. And then I don't fucking watch it because you know what? I'm fried. There's so much wrestling to watch. And as someone that tries to cover wrestling content, you know, you fucking got NXT, you got main roster Raw and SmackDown, you got AEW, you got Rampage, you got New Japan. And for me, like, none of, like, I only really like watching nowadays is AEW, uh, anything that has GCW attached to it, and uh, SmackDown when uh, Roman Reigns is on there. Uh, you got the fucking New Day whenever you got Big E or Bobby Lashley and anything like that. Even though I, I know he's not in the New Day. I'm just saying, you know, adding them together. Because they're what keeps me interested in the WWE. 
But it just like I'm proving the I'm trying to explain the point. You know, people are saying, "Oh, I want to watch this guy do this or that guy do that or this girl do this." Like the iconics are on fucking impact. This is one thing that uh, Chris brought up. The iconics are on impact. Is that actually getting you to fucking watch it? Because I would love to say that is doing it for me but i don't watch it and i need to because i gotta stop being a fucking hypocrite and you know what there's just also too much wrestling content to fucking take in and then the fucking wrestling world and i'm fucking one of them maybe this rant just sounds like i'm a little bitch about it but like you know we do we we want things as a wrestling community the internet wrestling community just a wrestling community in general and then either we get it and we're happy or you know we get it somewhere else or something of the of, of the similar wants we will want i don't fucking know anymore happens and then we just don't watch it you know so i'm just uh, you know i'm just thinking i'm like damn wwe really released so many people and if i could just look at this list one more time and just think about like how many people have been released and you're like wow they have potential they could be doing things and you know what my psa on this you know i might sound like a fucking copying off what chris said in a way or just, you know, being a stupid internet fan and trying to make it all sound better. But, like, if there's someone that you fucking were happy to see on WWE and hoping that they got a chance and then they got released, well, fucking watch wherever they go, you know? Give them a fucking chance. Like, I, for one, need to give the Iconics on, uh, I, I think they're called the Influence now or something, on Impact. I need to watch it again. I also just need to watch Impact more because there's people I like there, like Trey and Miguel ace austin you know there's things on there that i want but just think about this all together people like you know you read this list and you're like what the fuck bobby fish mercedes martinez leon ruff uh, you got jake atlas on here you got bronson reed you got who else who else who else there's a whole bunch of fucking people and some of these aren't even there Names that I remember them by on this list. Okay, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, uh, Samoa Joe. But then, then isn't Samoa Joe technically back? Done to be injured? Yeah, he got in, he got released just for them to bring him back. Uh, Killian Dane, as I mentioned before, Lars Sullivan, good riddance. I don't give a shit. But Kalisto, you know, now he's doing his thing. I'm pretty sure a mix of AAA, and we just saw him on Dynamite not too long ago. Uh, Mojo Raleigh, honestly, I'd be interested to see where Mojo ends up. I'm pretty sure now he's like kind of acting. To do something. Uh, Bo Dallas. You know, I remember fucking believing and being a part of the B team. Lana's apparently doing movies right now. You know, Buddy Murphy. I didn't even watch the Okada match. And that's something I have on my list. I'm like, you know, thank God Quade still pays for New Japan World. And then I, I said I should give him money for it. And I haven't. Huh? Fuck, I'm an idiot. But, like, I could go now watch Okada versus Buddy Murphy. That happened, I think, on, what, New Japan Strong? Or whatever New Japan things are going on there. You know, gotta watch that. You know, I'm very happy. You know, I, I fucking House of Glory is back. Um, problematic as some of the people they had on their last show is. At least on this next show, we're getting Alistair Black versus Amazing Red, and we got Buddy Ma- uh, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews is his new wrestling name. He's gonna be there. I'm fucking going mostly because of Alistair Black, and you got fucking Buddy Murphy's there. But that's another one. Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Ruby Riot. Like, they all got released, you're like, what the fuck? Tony Nice, Davari, Fandango, Tyler Breeze. Like, you're like, bro, Bray fucking Wyatt? <sighs> Nia Jax, uh, Eva Maria, I'm like, yeah. Harry Smith, this motherfucker came back 
to the WWE only work dark matches and probably like whatever tours they're doing right now just to get released again. And you know what good riddance? Because I'm pretty sure he said the F word somewhere on Twitter again or somewhere in a video or I think it was like on Instagram or some shit. Yeah. Fuck that dude. He's fucking in, he's fucked up. Um, Keith Lee, my boy, fucking Karrion Cross, fucking Boliqua, like, so many people. You could just keep reading the fucking list, and you're like, Jesus, they all got fucking released. I know this is a stupid-ass rant, but I just wanted to fucking do it for as long as it's gonna take. But the best way I could fucking say this is, if there's someone on this fucking list that you fucking wanted to be doing something to WWE, and they're not there, make sure you follow up and just watch whatever they're doing. Buy their merch. Be a fan. If you're going to say you support them and you want to see them do big in the WWE, actually stick with it and try and follow up with what they do outside of WWE. Because who knows? There's always chances people fucking come back. You know, think of how many people have been released just to come back years. Like, number one example over the last, like, fucking, or two, I'd say, over the last, like, ten fucking years. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. People that got released, came back, look at them fucking now, you know? I think I've ranted too much. I don't know if I have anything else to say on this. I might not even post this. I mean, if you're hearing it, it came out. I hope you liked it. I hope you agree. I I, I love to hear what people think. But anyway, that is my rant on just WWE releasing more people. It'll probably be coming out in the morning. I should probably be going to bed, finishing up my work. But if you like Project Kayfabe... We're going to be trying to, we're, we're, I'm still trying, like, I'm a team of one, you know? <laughs> you know, I relate very little, in a sense, because I'm not in the scale that he's at, and that's where I want to one day, but Chris and Tiger Driver, you know, he's doing it all on his own, and I, I would love to try and find ways to help him out, you know, just be a part, and just, I just would love to help, but I feel it, you know, doing, creating ideas and doing this stuff on your own, and it's like, works on your schedule, it's fucking hard to do. But anyway, this is Project Kayfabe. We're a wrestling podcast. We talk about shit like this. Sorry, Quada, you couldn't be on here if you listened. Uh, I wanted to get you on here, but I was like, I I just had no time. I was working, and then I'm like, let me squeeze this in while I can. Um, But we do wrestling. We talk on movies, too, like pop culture, TV shows, anything that I fucking care about that I think people might be a little interested. We talk about that. But anyway, follow us on social media, at Project underscore Kayfabe. Find us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Content to come soon. That can mean a couple weeks from now. That can mean 2022, whenever I fix my setup. I don't know. Thank you, guys. WWE, you fucking suck. But guess what? I'm still going to Survivor Series on Sunday, and I'm still going to support the wrestlers I like. You know, it's one of those double-edged swords where you're going to still fucking still watch, and people are going to, you know, say, like, oh, I'm not going to get Peacock anymore. But you're still going to watch. I just didn't. I don't know. There's no better way to describe it than it fucking sucks. Support the wrestlers you like. Make them know that you're still with them. And if you're watching WWE, make sure you're supporting the people you like there, too. Because, you know, you could hate. It's one of those things. You you know, it always, it's always funny, too. People shit on Vince McMahon left and right. They get fucking pissed off. Bring that man out into a live crowd. Everyone's fucking bowing down and hyping him up. So, peace out, people. <laughs>